Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. But I feel to sound an alarm tonight and give you some perspective. And I want us to pray. And, and, and this is important. You're going to thank me later. I want us to pray and ask God to open your eyes so that you can see that there are more with us. Now, this is Friday night. I, I give you permission to clap your hands. I give you permission to scream as loud as you can scream. How many's glad to have the Holy Ghost? Aren't you glad that no matter what happens, you're on your way to heaven tonight? Throw your hands in the air and ask the Lord to open your eyes. Somebody lift your voice. Give us direction, God. Help me see what you see. Help me understand what you understand tonight, God. Open the eyes of Passing the Mantle 2023. In the name of Jesus, clap your hands really loud. Clap your hands really loud. Is everybody ready? Give me a little more monitor. Is everybody ready? You may be seated. Just a few weeks ago, it was the last day of Sukkot, the great day of the feast. There was dancing and singing all over the Jewish community about the celebration of deliverance. Just a few weeks ago, Bethany and I was privileged to be in a place where across the street was an entire Jewish community. And in that community, they were celebrating and dancing and worshiping and, and, and appreciating God. They had their booths set up because it was the Feast of Tabernacles. Little did we know that Israel would be awakened just a few weeks ago to the morning of the sound of sirens and alarms going off all over Israel. Hamas, Hamas the terror organization, had launched a massive Seven plus thousand missile attack. As many as 3,000 terrorists launched a rampage of unprecedented violence and cruelty. 1,400 Israelis were murdered. 5,200 were crippled with injuries. Never to be the same again. Simultaneously, the Hamas terrorists invaded the nearby towns and farming communities, killing every living thing they saw. They shot infants in their cribs at point-blank range. They shot children in front of their parents and parents in front of their children. They bound together and burned people alive. They tortured the wounded and mutilated the dead bodies. They cut off the heads of babies. They kidnapped upwards of 200 Israeli people and others. Men, women, and children and toddlers alike, the elderly were kidnapped. They brought them into captivity into a place called Gaza. After torturing and raping and, and celebrating and parading the prisoners, 
this was being reported as the greatest attack against the Jewish community since the Holocaust. Why is this important tonight? Because of where I sit and where I minister, the question is, why is this more important than the atrocities that are taking place tonight right now in Haiti? And the toppling of the governmental system in Haiti. Why is this in, more important than what is happening in the genocide in the areas of Africa and the things that are taking place in the, the parts of Eastern Asia? Why is this more important than the hundreds that are being destroyed in India right now and the attack that is happening constantly in the Ukraine? Why is this so important than all of those? We're not really talking about a favoritism of importance tonight. We're talking about prophecy because unlike those other places, Israel is God's clock. I wish I had an hour to tell you what I mean by Israel being God's clock. But what I am saying about all of this is that there's one thing that I can say as an absolute fact tonight. We have never in history been closer to the coming of the Lord. Never in documented history than we are on a Friday night in passing the mantle. This is the closest we have ever been to the coming of the Lord. How many is ready for the coming of the Lord? Somebody clap your hands right now and celebrate because something is getting ready to happen. I want to sound an alarm tonight. I want the trumpet to be said from the church. We understand what time it is, and it is time for the church to step into the spotlight of its potential like never before. Who's ready to be the church? Who's ready to be the last day church? Lift your hands and say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. You may be seated. Now, now let me talk to you for a moment. Let me talk to you for a moment. This group called Hamas has claimed responsibility. The name Hamas is not a new idea. It's actually part of prophecy. It's actually part of the clock. It has a staggering connection to a very historic biblical event. This is alarming. Hamas is actually Hebrew. Why would those who are the enemy of the Hebrews, those who are the enemy of the Jewish community, pick a Hebrew name. In Hebrew, Hamas means violence, but it goes deeper. It is violence to the disregard of the natural order of things. Because we know who sets the natural order of thing. I feel the Holy Ghost. We're getting ready to go somewhere. 
So they are the enemies of what has been set by the creator himself. As in something is going on bigger. This Hamas spirit is riding alongside the Antichrist spirit. And it's time for us to start talking more about the perdition spirit as we talk about the Antichrist spirit. And it's time for us to talk about the Hamas spirit as we talk about the Antichrist spirit because they're all riding side by side. And this Hamas spirit, ladies and gentlemen, is the spirit to oppose the natural order of things. Hamas has happened before, which is why it has prophecy in its roots. But what blows my mind is what motivated this group to name themselves unless there is something going on much bigger than we even can comprehend. Because when we see Hamas in its first state, it was in the days of Noah. Because in Genesis 6 and 13, the Bible says, and God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh. Well, that's what we are understanding is getting ready to take place now. God said, the end of all flesh is come before me. Here's why. For the earth is filled with violence. Through them and behold, I will destroy them from or with the earth. The earth, the reason why the end is coming is because the earth is filled with violence. Well, this word, when you look it up in your Hebrew commentary, violence is actually Hamas. The end of all flesh has come upon me because the earth is filled with Hamas. This is where we are headed. Last week, I was at the United Nations in extremely high-level meetings, going from meeting to meeting to meeting. And to my surprise, the Palestinian ambassador standing with all of the Middle Eastern leaders behind him. And they said, we are unified for this effort. We are unified. We have, this is what they said. They said, we have is agreed to have Israel surrounded. We are today unified. And I watched. And yes, I got a little bit of video footage if we need to see it later. We have joined together and we have surrounded them for what is about to take place. And then my mind is drawn to the book of Luke chapter 21 and verse number 20 when it says, and when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. And then you can't make this up, folks. And then it says, out of all the cities and nations and countries and places of the world, then in the book of Luke, 2,000 years ago, Jesus says, verse number 21, then let them which are, out of all the places on the planet, let them which are in Judea flee. Can I see my map? 
Then I see my map. When you look on my map, Judea is where Gaza is. Out of all the cities and all the places for them to select, the Bible tells us 2,000 years ago, let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains and let them which are in the midst of it depart out and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these are the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled. We are at the time of the fulfillment of prophecy. We are at the time of where the ends of the world. I hope everybody understands. Is everybody listening? Because God's got to open our eyes because I'm getting ready to give you another revelation. We are at the time right now where if anybody needs to wake up, if anybody needs to, to stand up and be counted, it is those who wear the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, I wish somebody would help me right now. I want somebody just to lift your hands and speak in tongues. I want you to embrace the moment because not only are we called to the kingdom for such a time as this, but we are anointed for such a time as this. I'm at passing the mantle. Somebody begin to speak in tongues. Somebody begin to worship God. Hallelujah. 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 Y'all ready to go deeper? You may be seated. You ready to go deeper? Let me talk to America for a moment. America, yes. Let me talk to America for a moment. Don't be discouraged, America. You just, need, you just need clear vision. Don't be discouraged, America. Your eyes need to be cleaned a little bit. We need, to, we need to clear up your vision. Let me talk to America. Now, bear with me for a moment. Now, and don't anybody get mad at me tonight. I'm in a good mood. You know, I, I come all like, you know, like Bethany, she dressed me nice. Let's just... Is everybody all right? Okay, I might make a few enemies. Bishop, Bishop, just clean it all up. I was wrong about everything, whatever Bishop says. Because I'm going to enter into where angels fear to tread. There are a lot of debates. Now, I'm talking Bible school since the 90s. So listen, let's go way back. Some of you, matter of fact, who was alive in the 80s? Anybody here? Nobody? Okay, just a couple of you. All right. There's been a lot of debates, a lot of discussion. I can, I, I mean, it's, uh, the minute I got the Holy Ghost, the discussion right there, boom. What's the debate, Art? Would you quit, keep us in suspense? Just hang on. Is America in Bible prophecy or not? Yeah. Lots of theologians have dealt with this topic and Bible scholars and scriptorians and doctorians and all the Torians. They just, I have concluded that I have found America. We have half a verse. <laughs> there were some wings. I, look, I've preached that myself. I'm just going to tell you. The wings were plucked off. Oh, my God. Bible prophecy. I mean, we're looking, we're searching for America. 
in Bible prophecy. I mean, think with me for a moment. Think with me for a moment. Was America intended to be a superpower according to the world system? Was that America's purpose? Now, think with me. If, if so, wouldn't it be obvious in Scripture, like all the other superpowers? I mean, they're clear in Scripture. The bear, we know who the bear is, we know who the leopard is, we know, we, we know who they all are. It's, it's obvious, it's clear, the landmarking, the, the graphing, all of the, 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 how you can track it, it's, it's pretty clear. But with America, it, it escapes us. We try and find our place. I got a proposal for you. No. I have a proposition for you. Maybe America has not been raised up to be a world power for world domination. We're also really bad at it. <laughs> I submit to you tonight at Passing the Mantle that maybe America, the purpose of America, the birthing of America was not to be a world power, but to be a spiritual power. Well, I'm losing my audience. Historically, we have never seen a power like America rise so quickly. America came into power quickly, sovereignty quickly, world domination quickly, favor quickly, all and everywhere. The endearment of America, nothing has had the endearment like America on the world stage. Favor. Economics, political strength. Everybody wants to be in America. Everybody wants to, I mean, anything, just name it. Singers, athletes. You could go to the backside of the desert, back where they haven't discovered people and they're in a tent and they got a football jersey up there. Because of the favor on America. People just want to be here. But America, maybe that favor is because America is blessed. Maybe because America, yes, we have a strength, but we might need some alignment. Because maybe God intended for America to be a strength spiritually and not politically. Now. When we start looking spiritually at spiritual prophecy, I find America. When I start looking politically and world domination and, and all this, I struggle to find America. But when I look spiritually, I can't find America like I'd like to in the book of Ezekiel. We're looking in Ezekiel and Daniel and Revelation and all this stuff. Let me give you a preposition tonight. Why don't we look in Matthew 24, 14? 
Because Matthew 24, 14 is end time prophecy. But it says this, and the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Question, who's going to be doing that? i tell you who's going to be doing that. One God apostolic Jesus name, young people from America. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Then we get the things like this and let it be spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days. God said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh and there's going to be sons and there's going to be daughters prophesying and old people seeing dreams. Who's going to do that? I'll tell you who's going to do that. People in this room are going to do that. That's Bible prophecy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You may be seated. So we start looking and then we start understanding things. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why Azusa started here. God could have had an Azusa anywhere, but historic Azusa started here. God made a statement. He kicked the door open in America, and he said, this is where we'll start Azusa. And it was a multicultural revival among everybody when it wasn't even convenient. Because the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost can move anywhere. Came here, here. Everybody say here. I'm trying to find, I just, maybe America is not to, maybe we disappear. You can't get rid of this many apostolics with a nuclear bomb. Azusa Street happened. Location, America. Target, America. Holy Ghost explosion, America. And from that location, it began, this is very key, things began to spread. I like starting points. I look back and I like the research starting points. Because if you can find out why something started, you can find out how God's favor is moving. And from there, speaking in tongues, the revelation of baptism in Jesus' name. Here, uh, the, the, the latter rain. I wish I had time to talk about the latter rain. And, and, and then holiness and separation. And my God, do we need to start understanding holiness and separation. And, and we know. Well, now listen, I'm not minimizing the move of God all over the world. But we've got to understand something. There has never been a moment. Globally, like what is take place in America. And this revival that started here has been the key to global revival. America has sent out more missionaries than any other place ever been existed. The United Pentecostal Church has been dedicated to globally evangelizing the world, the whole gospel to the whole world. Isn't this also prophecy? This is also prophecy. We are in there. The UPC has made its mission evangelizing the world. 
And we could go and point out the churches and the people and the bright spots of what is happening and, and how God is sending people from this country to other countries. Who else does it like we do it? It is a calling. It, can, it cannot happen without the favor of God. And we've got to understand our power. Do you realize, do you realize the power? That has to be generated in America when you walk into a youth convention, NAYC, where there are thousands of young people shouting. And this year, the prophetic anointing of the fivefold ministry was released on a group of thousands of young people. Where are we going from there? We are getting ready to get, go into global revival like never before. Favor. Oh, it's true. It's true. We've got too much power. We've got too much favor to disappear. And as long as the church is here, it will always be our hour. It doesn't matter what, and we care, but nothing trumps the power of the church. And as long as the church is here, it's going to be our hour. And I, I, listen, I'm praying for pre-trib, but I'm preparing for post-trib. But listen, I want pre-trib. <laughs> but oh God, if we have to stick around, I tell you, if he leaves us here, I don't know how the Antichrist is going to do what he needs to do. Because when we get these prayer warriors praying and fasting, he might just drop dead. You got to get us out of here. You got to get us out of here. God's got to get us out of here. Because of you. Listen, we know how to rise to the occasion. Persecution. Aren't you worried about persecution? Well, yes, I am. <laughs> but don't, don't get it confused. We don't want persecution. But let me switch that on you. You don't want to persecute us. Because history tells you that don't work out in your favor with the church. Because when you persecute us, we grow even faster. You can't stop the church. Persecution? You think that somebody can stop prophetic voices like Lee Stone King? Bishop Bernard, Bishop Gleason, the Herrings, the Gleason son. You think with these kind of voices on the earth, you want superpower. Don't you know that Jesus put a prophecy on us? He said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy and nothing. We've got power over him. Just quote that scripture. Remind God of what he said. We must continue the mission. Of the church and as we continue this mission and we must and I'm closing we must understand this this world is spiraling downward it's to happen and as this world is spiraling downward
we need to remember the prophecy that has been placed on us. As the world spins downward, God is going to empower his church to greater levels. It must be done because God said where sin abounds, grace must (laughs) much more. I feel the Holy Ghost much more abound. In other words, as it gets darker, go look in the mirror and say, what power do I have now to topple the works of darkness? There is not a devil. There is not a sin that's going to be able to stand in the face of the church of the living God. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Now, the Lord said, and here's another prophecy somebody's got to fulfill. Somebody's got to do it. It might as well be us. John 14, 12, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works. I see things unfolding. And I say, greater, (laughs) greater, 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 greater is coming. What, what are you getting ready to do next, God? Well, I do know this. Whatever you read, read it, find it. I like to do an exercise where I have young people name something great in the Bible. Name it. Oh, was it him walking on water? Now, that's pretty cool. Was it Lazarus coming out of the tomb? That's pretty cool. Was it, uh, you remember that one real eerie, gross thing about those guys coming out of the grave and going back home? But hey, hey that's pretty cool. <laughs> Fred's back. But Jesus said, greater is coming than what you have seen. Lord, open up our eyes so that we can see what's getting ready to happen to the church. Open up our eyes so that we can see. Now, let me show you two things. So this year, a few months ago, uh, God moved on us uh, last year to create a team to uh, a prayer team to help cover us and of course we have great advisors like Bishop Gleason and others and, 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 and we have a great team together that comes out and prays at the United Nations because the warfare had gotten so heavy the battle had gotten so heavy that it, many times I had fallen and, and needed strength and, and people have had to pray because of the warfare and, and the things that are going on and, and we got a team of prayer coverings and Sister Shaw and Jason Sisko and Bobby Wades and Jonathan Haygoods and, and all these people that, are, that, are, that do that they just kind of cover us and, and so with this we had a, a phone call because we now being a special advisor our division now handles everything concerning faith globally yeah. Yeah. Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim 
seek, it doesn't matter. We handle it. Who handles it? A one God apostolic. Somebody say greater. Now, now. Now, we got a phone call from the Muslim worldly who has unlimited funds. They wanted to hold an event. And of course, that comes across our, our desk. We have to deal with it. And we decided, let's have the event. We host the event. Turns out, this event was going to be one of the most strategic events in history. And we were in charge. Yes, yes, that's true. And so, our office, in a matter, now this is what's really miraculous. If you understand the schedule of sovereign leaders, they're booked for years in advance. We managed to get all the leadership in in a couple months' notice from all over the planet. All the religious leaders, all political leaders, everybody came in to this event. The event was about dealing with violence. And in this event, we chaired it. And I want you to see a clip, the first video, and look at all the different people from different groups that came together in this video. This video was just released a few weeks ago of the event that our office organized. Saudi Arabia. You're going to see Jewish leaders, Hindu leaders, Muslim leaders, all countries of the world organized together to talk about diplomacy. Historic. Martin Luther King Jr. The son. Direct descendant of Muhammad himself. Jason Sisko. You're going to see Flo Shaw. After this event, these leaders begin to flood our office with phone calls. They must meet with Ambassador Wilson. We have been chairing meetings ever since. And I was going to show a bunch more pictures, but they got stricken from the records. <laughs> but I'll tell you about it. And everybody's wanting to talk and to get understanding. And oh, we're going to give it to them. But what happened that was very unique and Bethany and our assistant and our director, they were all advising me on my speech, of course, telling me exactly what to say. And um, I'm fighting with it. I, I know what to say. No, don't say that. Don't say that. Say this. So, so Bethany's speech, amen. And a situation happened where His Excellency, who is one of the most important people on the planet, we were about to have the press photos for the press release. All the news people were there. And we were all standing there, and there was a delay for an hour, which we couldn't figure out why. During that delay, I was called into the private chambers of His Excellency. He said, I want to talk to Ambassador Wilson. They call me in. I'm, yes, sir. Everybody's sitting there. 
He takes me on a little tour, shows me all the thousands and thousands of dollars of things that they have in there in, at the UN, and I'm looking at it, checking it all out, and, and, and we sit down, and we begin to go into this dialogue for the entire time we were waiting. And he looks, and he, he, begin, and he looks, and he says this, who are you? And so you know they tried to check me out. I said, well, Your Excellency, I am nobody. I represent the kingdom. Now, I said, I'm, I said, I said, I'm, I'm from Flint, Michigan. I'm nobody. It's the goodness of God that I'm here. And he looks, and he's trying to, you know how they're trying to read you? He's trying to figure out if he can trust me. Oh, yes, I left with all kinds of information. <laughs> and he says, we have to work together. I said, absolutely. So we're making plans to work together on a global stage. Now, after that meeting, we walked out, and I was trying to figure out why the delay. Now I know why there was a delay. And we go into the official meeting room, which you just saw the clips of. And to my surprise, His Excellency upgraded my status. When they introduced, when MSNBC introduced me, play the next video. It's just 30 seconds. Listen to how they introduced I me. I now would like to give the floor to the special advisor of the United Nations Multicultural Study of Faiths of the UN Staff Recreation Council, His Excellency, Mr. Arthur C. Wilson. His Excellency, the President of the United Nations General Assembly. Now! Deputy Secretary. You know what that means. I don't have to bow down to in. Somebody clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands. Now, we're, we're talking about where are we headed? I see a world. Because I try and wonder. Now, we know there's many things that we can do with this, with this positioning at this time. But I see a world where we eliminate the fear of our missionaries going to access challenged areas. Because the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. No more fear. Now. So, are y'all ready to clap your hands and worship? Because we're going to receive this next step. Here's what's really funny. That night, I was just doing my thing, looking at Sister Wilson's notes for me to read. And I was like, okay, I can get through this. I can get through this. And God, Bishop, God spoke to me. Now, I know y'all get all this all, but this was a big deal for me. God said, hold on a second. I said, he said, this is very important. He said, tomorrow, you must, and do not get this confused. He said, you must greet all of the world leaders in the name of Jesus. I said, okay. He said, you cannot say God because I want no confusion on who organized this meeting. So God 
leaders together to let them know that it is time for a change. Something is getting ready to happen. And as we talk about the next step, we don't go in afraid. We go in understanding greater is coming to us. I want you to lift your hands right now. And I want you to begin to read. I want you to remove all fear. Lift your voice right now. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.